Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis, Book 4, Chapter 13. The devout soul should long with heartfelt desire for union with Christ in the Blessed Sacrament. The learner, you and I. If only, Lord, I might find you by yourself and lay bare to you all that is in my heart. Then I could enjoy your company as my soul desires. Then no one would scorn me. Nothing created would trouble me or concern me. You alone would speak to me as a lover does to his beloved, as a friend makes cheer with his friend. This is what I pray for, long for to be made wholly one with you, to withdraw my heart from all created things, and through holy communion and frequent saying of mass, to learn more and more to delight in heavenly and eternal things. Ah, Lord God, when shall I be completely one with you, completely absorbed in you, utterly forgetful of myself, you in me and I in you, grant that we may remain in one forever. You are indeed my sweetheart. Among 10,000, you shall know him. In you, my soul delights to make her home all the days of my life. You are he who brings me peace. In you is peace untroubled, rest unfeigned. Apart from you, there is only toil and trouble and boundless grief. Truly, you are a God of hidden ways. No dealings do you have with the godless, but to the lowly and simple folk you speak your heart. Lord, how sweet is your spirit. To show your loving kindness toward your children, you deign to refresh them with that most sweet bread that comes down from heaven. How true it is that no other nation is so great. No other nation has gods that draw near to it as our God draws near to all his faithful, to comfort them every day, to raise their hearts daily to heaven. You give yourself to be their food and their delight. What other people is so honored as the Christian people? What creature under heaven is so beloved as a devout soul into whom God finds entrance, to nourish her with his glorious body? It is a grace that beggars speech, a stooping to our lowliness that fills us with wonder, a love beyond all measure, bestowed on mankind alone. But what return shall I make to the Lord for his grace, this love so high above other loves? No gift more welcome can I make him than to make over to him the whole of my heart, to be made one with his is the closest of unions. My whole inner being will be filled with joy when my soul is perfectly united to God. He will say to me then, if you wish to be with me, I wish to be with you. And I shall answer him thus, stay with me, Lord, I beg you. Willingly will I stay with you. This is the sum of my desires that my heart should be united to you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Angels of God are guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here. Ever this night be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. St. Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, apostle of Rome, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yesterday, we spoke about St. Philip Neri's probable inspiration from chapter 12 of this book, that his practice of frequent communion has a great support in the doctrine of the imitation of Christ. And we see something similar in chapter 13. Why did someone like St. Philip Neri put such emphasis in the 16th century on daily communion for lay people? Well, part of the answer, if we're just looking at the imitation of Christ, which we know he and others read, is that it's like a shortcut to holiness. Notice what the imitation says. Through holy communion and frequent saying of Mass. Through it. See, this is the means. Holy communion and frequentation of the Mass is the means to what? To learning more and more to delight in heavenly and eternal things. Yes, we have to train ourselves. Yes, we have to say no to ourselves. Yes, we must make an effort. But if we're really trying to seek union with God, if we're truly trying to learn to withdraw our hearts from things of this world that lead us away from God, then what should we do? We should receive communion. And we should receive communion precisely in order to train our hearts to delight in what they should delight in. And above all, we have to delight in God himself. And Holy Communion offers us God himself, God the Son, God from God, light from light, true God from true God. And this is what we all long for. We all long for a relationship with God. We all long for a friendship with God. We all long for union with God. And this is what we have in the Holy Eucharist. <laughs> God. The Son, made man, becomes our food. So that by receiving him into ourselves, we learn what to truly love and what truly to do, because Christ himself teaches us. And this kind of approach helps us to understand why frequent communion is so important. Why we can call it a kind of shortcut. Because through it, we learn to love what we should love. We not only receive the remedy for our sins, our hearts are raised up. God speaks to us. How? Through Holy Communion and the frequent saying of Mass. So if we're trying to seek God, if we're trying to become more like God, we need to go to Mass. 
we need to go to communion. But that doesn't require so much from me. This seems to be all from God. This seems to be an amazing way that he does everything and I do very little. Exactly. The kingdom of heaven is for those who are like little children. Our Lord said, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven unless you become like a little child. Getting to heaven, union with God, is not first and foremost our own effort. It's a gift. And we realize what a gift it is and how much a gift it is in the Holy Eucharist. We not only learn what a gift it is, we begin to taste the reality of this union. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.